Back for another episode of N10, Season 3, Episode 3. We're diving in right into some hockey news. NHL's rolling. It's, what, the third, fourth week of the season, and my team's doing good right now. Your team's doing good right now. There's a lot to say about the NHL world right now. So I guess we can dive right into the first piece of news that was very shocking to the whole hockey world. Jim Rutherford resigns as the general manager of the Penguins. You have a lot to say about the Penguins, Joe. Let's hear your thoughts on this. So, like you said, this was really surprising to see because it happened like midweek. And, like, it's not like the Penguins are doing terrible right now. Like, they're not doing as good as they should. But, like, he just resigned, like, literally less than 10 games into this season. And, like, given his age, like, I think he's over 70. Like, this is pro- that's probably like his last time being a general manager. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was for personal reasons, but. As we're going to get into it a little bit more here, there was another reason potentially as to why he resigned as the general manager. Yeah, so it was like weird because, yeah, you said it happened like midweek, midday. And like, I mean, obviously he had some questionable moves for the Penguins the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, he's like, what, a two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think he won with Carolina, I believe. So yep. this is an established general manager, but... A lot of people were just happy that he's out of Pittsburgh because of the questionable moves. But again, I'm going to say at the end of the day, Jim Rutherford is one of the most best GMs in hockey history, and he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. There's something over there in our notes. Apparently, he wanted to get rid of Chris Letang. Tell us more about that. So apparently, he I don't know if this was right like during the season right now or before the season started. He wanted to trade Chris Letang. And like upper management of the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I guess hockey ops and obviously Mario Lemieux basically said no to that request because they want to keep Latang as part of the core with Crosby and Malkin. Mm-hmm. So I guess either Rutherford was upset by that because maybe he had a good offer on the table for Latang. Like no one knows really about it, but he did want to trade Latang. It's not known when exactly he wanted to do that, but if that were if if he pulled the trigger on that, like oh. I don't know, like what the return would have been because Latang's 33 years old and yep. I don't know how many years he has left on his contract maybe two at the most maybe but I don't know like I guess upper management just said enough is enough because he made so <laughs> many moves this past off season yeah and I think the problem with Pittsburgh right now is that there's like there's not too much chemistry because he keeps flipping players and trading players and trading picks to get bring in players and like there's no chemistry in the room yeah so I'm going to get into the Penguins a bit later in the episode as to why they're, uh, spoiler alert, they're my plunger for the week. And this is just one of the reasons as to why. Yeah, like I, I don't see how the Penguins get better in a trade where they're trading their best defenseman, Chris Letang. Like it just, I don't know what you're going to be upgrading. Like if you're upgrading in the defensive position, just don't trade him because he's already a defenseman and he's already good on your team. So like you said, Joe, the chemistry is like if... I like the trades sometimes he makes to get these good players like Zucker, Kappen, and what you want to say about the first round pick going to the Leafs, but those are solid players. But at the end of the day, like if the trade doesn't work and it hasn't, they've got out what the first round and first rounds and second rounds. It's not working. If it was working a different story and I'd praise Rutherford for doing that, but like right now it's not working. I think you just got to stay with your team, build it up from the prospects because they don't have much that are drafted in the first round, but We'll keep tabs on the Penguins all season because it seems like there's been a circus around there for a couple couple of months now. So 
Uh, we'll get into another piece of news. This is on the on the ice side of things. Carey Price, the fifth youngest goalie in NHL history to record 350 wins. So that's pretty remarkable for your goaltender. Yeah, I was hyped to see that. I didn't know he was that close to 350. but And I didn't know he was the fifth youngest either. Like, he's already 33, so it's not like he's, like, young, really. But yeah. compared to, like, Broder, I think they had, like, the... They scored. They showed like a, a graphic, and like Brodeur hit three fifty when he was like thirty or thirty one <laughs> or something, which is just nuts. Yeah, well, they just played on good teams. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not saying Price is not playing on a good team, but like some years were like a bit down. Like last what two two seasons besides last year and this year. Yeah. So yeah, Price is like literally one of the best goalies, if not one of the best goalies in NHL history. I was gonna say like of our generation, but he's up there for sure and. He's in the North Division, and that's what we're kind of looking at next. What uh, what do you have in store for the North Division now that Montreal kind of surprised everyone out of the water? <laughs> uh, they look good from what I've seen, but they're 5-0-2 right now. They haven't lost in regulation. Mm-hmm. They play like they literally roll four lines. Like No one is really like dominating. They're not really going to go to line all the time. Like their power play has been pretty good. Their penalty kill could be better, and they're not even like their Price and Allen's save percentage is like combined below nine hundred, which is not good. Yeah, like it's because they're limiting chances, and then I guess when they give up chances, they go in like grade A scoring chances, mm-hmm. which is a concern. That's why like they look good, but like. They're just they're winning games because of their scoring right now, which is something I couldn't say for like the last <laughs> fucking ten years. <laughs> Never mind scoring, short-handed scoring. Yeah, they have five short-handed goals already this year. Last year they had six all season. Yeah, that's I don't even know how they're doing it. Like just like the one against Calgary was ridiculous. Like <laughs> yeah. who was on the I forgot I think it was Jordan or Anderson. They like pinched Anderson, in or something. Yeah. And Suzuki just flipped it up to Foley. Like Foley has a breakaway and then he does that kind of shot and it goes in like Big save, Dave, man. The guy's yeah. ass. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy, but he had a bad save percentage. And it's the Canadian division, again, we're going to be seeing a lot of teams versing each other in the Canadian division. And, you know, the Leafs have the Oilers tonight again, but... The Leafs are rolling. Yeah, like, they deserve to win that game versus Edmonton, but there's glimpses of, like, last year and two years ago of their defense when they have to close out a game and they can't close it out. And that happened twice because Dreisaitl scored... And they scored again. They tied it up, or they were up by one. And freaking Zach Cassian all alone in front of the net. I don't know how that guy is open, first of all. And then he sneaks one by Freddie. And then Matthews obviously has to save us on the power play. But I would, I would, I wouldn't say they're like rolling. I would say they're like they're getting wins. They're just le- they're just leaving the train station right now because I, the one goal games like it's just they got to get at least like a two goal lead on some teams because. I knew Edmonton was just going to come back. Like, McDavid and Drysdale aren't going to give up, and they didn't, obviously. And then they tied the game, and Matthews had to win it late. But they're 7-2 and two right now. I believe they're tied with the Montreal in the first? Or yeah, the Leafs are first, the Montreal are second. First because they have two games in hand. I yeah, I don't know how they have so many games. but And then they yeah. have a break next week. So it's, it's looking good in the Decaney division. It's really, really tight, but some teams are not falling off now because that's too early to say, but, like, Calgary, man, I thought they were going to be way better than what they're showing right now. Same. Like, they were, like, I watched, uh, 
a bit of the game like on stream on Thursday mm-hmm. and they li- they looked like disinterested and this is a team that like lost two straight to the Leafs at home and <laughs> needed a rebound game and they came out so flat and it was four nothing after the second they mm-hmm. gave up two power play goals that shorthanded goal um they scored two late shit goals at the end of the game yeah. which pissed me off because Price <laughs> was so close again to another shutout how much minutes three minutes like two four minutes? oh <laughs> It was like 18.50 left in the game, and they scored two goals in the last minute and a bit, which is which I hate, but yeah. whatever. But yeah, Calgary doesn't look good. Like They need to get more scoring from the other lines, man. Yeah. They cannot rely on Goudreau, Monaghan, and Lindholm. Yeah. Kachuk and hasn't could, done much yep. to be, like as of yet. Like he, He'll get there because he's a good player, but like their other secondary scoring hasn't been there at all right now. Yeah. No, their depth's like... I'm not sugarcoating it when I say it's atrocious because yeah. you have Milan Lucic, you have Derek Ryan, Nordstrom. Like they're just they're just not that good of depth players, and you're clearly seeing it now because they didn't score at all or make an impact on that game versus Montreal. And even the Leafs too. I mean, Lucic had a goal, but he wasn't great. So they're I think second last in the Canadian division. I would predict them to be second, but. Season's very, very early still, and we have a lot more games to catch up on for the North Division, but Canadian Division is looking good. One team isn't. They will be in my golden plunger. I think we all know what it is, but yeah, I, I guess we could go to the next piece of news. Vegas is hit with a COVID scenario, and yeah, that I mean, I don't want to say it's a good thing that the COVID stuff is happening with the, the West and uh, what's the other division? Central. Called? Central. I don't want to say it's a good thing. It's just happening in those divisions, but I mean the postponements. Like it's it's not good right now. Like we're not in a good state for those teams to be postponing games every other week, right? Yeah. So the the thing I have a problem with is like I don't know how much leeway the NHL has to postpone games. Like I don't like I know the NBA. What they did is I think they scheduled the first half of the season and then like. With all the postponements, they'll make it up during like a two or three week break in between, and then like release the rest of the schedule. So I don't know if the NHL is going to do that. I'm not sure they are. So, like teams that are getting postponed, like Vegas and then Carolina, you know, Tampa had to postpone because of they played like Carolina and yep. Dallas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like teams are going to be playing like 50 games in like 100 days almost. Like that's brutal. Yeah, but like. I don't know if that's a thing they signed on to do or it's like make it up as we go the league is doing because like that's ridiculous 50 games in like 100 days yeah that's like too much and with back-to-backs and stuff like that like I don't know they had a quiz they had a question on the quiz for TSN and the Leaf game like how much percent do you think the um, the NHL date is going to finish in like May or something and everyone was basically saying zero percent and then yeah. Dave, P- Dave Poulin just comes up with a curveball 70 percent they have no choice but to finish the season by then but i don't know what boat to go on because i think it's going to get delayed we're not finishing at that may uh end date because it's just impossible for these teams to get games in but mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know about the Kane division in terms of covid like i don't think it's gonna be as this bad because obviously we're in canada we're not we're just traveling in canada but you could still possibly get it just these divisions are getting a hit man yeah, big time. And the next piece of news that we got here is that David Pasternak, who is about two or three weeks ahead of schedule, will be returning to the Boston Bruins lineup tonight mm-hmm. 
against the Capitals, I think. Yeah, the Capitals. And he has he had uh, surgery to repair like his hip in mid-September. So he's been off for like five months now. So he's going to be looking to get back into shape with the team with Bergeron Martian on that line. Because after uh, Bruce Cassidy confirmed that that's where he'll be playing when he comes back. Um, Boston's been rolling too. And they've won, I think, four straight games. They've looked good doing it. They're 5-1-1 one, one right now. And they're going to get arguably their best player, their best offensive player back into the lineup. So they're going to be dangerous in the coming like weeks and months now. Yeah, you're fired up about that. Yeah, because my fantasy team is ass. <laughs> Seriously well, ass. Well, what round did you take Pasternak? Third or fourth? Fifth. Fifth, even better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's... He's going to be a very key player for them. And they're already, like you said, they're already rolling. They're just adding Pasternak. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how good it is to be ahead of the schedule because maybe something could go wrong, and I hope it doesn't. But I don't know. Like, he's very ahead of schedule. Like, I thought he was going to be until, like, March. Yeah, I think initial reports were, like, mid-February, late February. And then, like, by the time, like, uh training camp opened they're like oh he's ahead of schedule I'm like okay maybe like a week and then it's like yeah he's back before february 1st i'm like wow even marchand dude remember he was supposed to miss like a month he just played the first game yeah i know like, <laughs> i don't know I mean, so maybe their looked, medical marchand staff has something great. yeah, yeah. So, so all right well that's i think all the news i guess one i actually we could throw this in there vince dunn seems to be on the trading block I don't know, maybe negotiations in the contract, he wants too much and they want to just get rid of him, but like I'm putting you on the spot here a bit, but any teams you could see Vince Dunn getting maybe dealt to at the end of the season or during this year? Oh, I have a few teams in mind. Yeah, but so I do just, I. Um, Winnipeg for sure. Yeah, that, I was going to say that, yep. Um, was he left-handed? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Vancouver, but I doubt it because I don't think they have like the assets really. Mm-hmm. Edmonton potentially yep. yeah again I don't know if they have the assets unless they trade like prospect or a pick or something they don't have any roster player that they can <laughs> no. give St. Louis no. at all yeah no um that's just off the top of my head right now there's probably more what are your what do you think he could, could be dealt to yeah I, I see Winnipeg but I don't know if Winnipeg's ready to do that 14 day quarantine again because they obviously got Dubois last week and he still can't play so Maybe that kind of affects a trade with the Blues because he would have to quarantine for 14 days, but that's something they should definitely look at during the offseason because they don't really have a good surplus of D right now, but another team could be the Kings. They don't have any defensemen at all besides Drew Doughty. Like, it's Oli Mata, Mikey Anderson, Sean Walker just freaking blocked a shot with his head. Yeah, so I don't, know, I don't know how he's going to play now. And they got like Roy and Bjornfort. Like, I don't know how that's going to roll out, but... Vince Dunn is a pretty good defenseman. He was in that cup run for the Blues, and I think he's making pennies right now, 800K or something like that. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe his contract negotiations are too high for next year because the Blues have a lot to do this offseason. So, we'll see where that goes. But that's all the news we have. We can dive into the Hard Hat Award. And for my week, the past week, I'm going to give it to someone who I probably won't even, like, even seen on the page of good players during the week or during the year, sorry. It's Justin, Justin Schultz, and this is a guy the Penguins probably should have re-signed because Justin Schultz was coming off, I think, a big injury in Pittsburgh and didn't really gel with the team when he came back after the injury, and he was a good player for their cup runs, and he had three games played, two goals, 
four assists, six points in three games, plus five, three power play points, and one game-winning goal. So I'm going to give credit to Justin Schultz because I probably wouldn't have seen him during the year. So he's playing very well. I know someone has him in our fantasy league right now because he's on the first power play unit as Ovi was non-existent because of the COVID stuff. So I'll give it to Justin Schultz for this week. But who is your player of the week? Yeah, like you said, like it's so surprising seeing Schultz like six points in three games. Like he hasn't done that in like years. Yeah. And like now he's like with Washington and stuff, obviously. But mm-hmm. my my hard hat award winner goes to a guy who was went from thirty six going on twenty six. Yep. And that's uh, Captain America himself, Joe Pavelski of the Dallas Stars. So, it, since we're not including the first game that Dallas played, which was the Thursday of last week before mm-hmm. our Saturday episode. He, he only had three games played, two goals, three assists, five points, but one power play goal, three power play assists, and one game-winning goal. If you include the previous game that he played, <laughs> it's four games with four goals and uh, five assists for nine points in four games, if you include that other game. Yeah. And, and I think he had one or two power play goals in that game. Like This guy just turned back the clock like 10 years, and this is without <laughs> Tyler Sagan in the lineup. And Jamie Benn is uh, nicked up a little bit. He hasn't been playing recently. Dallas' special teams are, like, on fire, man. Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't even know if I would be able to say with that, that with confidence before the year started. Their power play is rolling because they really ha- haven't had a good power play besides the bubble. And then they've been, like, if we're talking about teams rolling, they're rolling. They're, like, yeah. what, 4-0 now, I think? Yeah, 4-0. They just destroyed Detroit the other night. <laughs> like... Oh my! Like they just can't stop scoring. And this is a team that struggled to score, like in the in the bubble. In yeah, the that's playoffs. what I mean. Yeah, and this is without Sagan and Ben. Like, what? <laughs> maybe they don't need them. I don't know. I want to see how many goals for they have. Hold on a second, because they have the least amount of games played by far in the league. So where is Dallas? They have four games played, nineteen goals for. So just put this they in perspective, like five goals because a yeah, and Vancouver has played ten games and they have thirty-five goals. <laughs> Six more games, and they have what? That's that's fourteen crazy. more goals. Yeah, yeah, like they're rolling right now. They have their special teams. I yeah, again, I wouldn't even know if I would be able to say that before the year started, but apparently so. So Joe Pavelski has been a big part, big big part. Like last year, he had a down season, and then a bubble was just unbelievable. And he's continuing it on here. So yeah, good for Joe. All right, next. For our awards, we got the Golden Plunger, and I already said my Plunger Award, so this is giving to the biggest underperformer of the week, so I'll just get in, right into it. Yeah, mine. go into it. Yeah, yeah. It's not too much of what I didn't say already, so this includes, like, the whole Jim Rutherford thing, because, like, that's really stupid, like, how it went down. Like, the fact that it's so early in the year, and it was, like, just happened so randomly, mm-hmm. that's already, like, a indicates of a tire fire within the organization then you have the entire team even though they have a winning record right now they have they have been so like underwhelming all year like all their big players have been bad yari has been bad who they literally traded away murray so they thought he was a starter he hasn't been great and they got really exposed by boston the last two games that's why like they're in my plunger you have crosby who is very very quiet this past week uh, like Zucker hasn't done much, even though he was strong when they acquired him last offseason before the stoppage. Mm-hmm. You have Malkin, who looks like an ECHL player. Yeah, he looks terrible. 
that three on all they had is like the definition of the penguin season they <laughs> yeah, had. Right where it was <laughs> yeah. Latang and Malkin on a and I think I don't know who was trailing, but it was literally a three on no and they didn't even get a shot on goal. No. And they lost the game. They deserved yeah. to lose and they lost the game after that. Um like yeah, like basically everyone's underperforming. Latang's looked like even though he, like Rutherford wants to trade him, he his plus minus is horrible right now. I have him in another fantasy. The guy's like minus every like second. <laughs> And the, right now, they, even though the record doesn't show, like, what's really wrong with this team. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, Sullivan, maybe, like, his message is getting old. But, like, Sullivan was fantastic last year when they had all these injuries. And they, like, were, like, third in, like, the Metro before the stoppage. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Pittsburgh. There's, there must be something else going on in the background. But they're my golden yeah. plunger of the week. Yeah, like... I don't know if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but like half their decor is injured. Matheson, Dumoulin, Ricola, and someone else I forgot. But yeah, no, no, someone else I forgot. Like the, that Kuzman guy, like yeah, like who is that? Kuzmiak nah, I don't know. or whatever. Yeah, like it's just tough right there in Pittsburgh. But I, I, I can't see a world where the Pittsburgh Penguins are rebuilding. Is that like weird to say, or like are we coming to that point soon? I don't know rebuilding, but I think like their window is like done. Like even with Crosby, Malkin, like yeah, you can't count them out. But like again, Crosby's thirty three, Malkin's thirty four. Now Latang's thirty three. Like I think their I think their window's done. Like even if you look at the last couple playoff exits, like they lost in the first round, then they got swept out of the first round, then Montreal embarrassed them in the bubble, so they didn't even get to go to the first round. So it's like it's been like downhill since they lost to Washington in twenty eighteen, that second round. Yeah, it's like maybe their window. Like you got to think it's closed now. Yeah, like they have good seasons just in the playoffs. They can't get it done. But yeah, like they collapse. Now. I don't know if it's like they play too many games. That <laughs> core, just I don't yeah. know. Like it looks like the window's just closed though for me. Yeah, we'll we'll keep tabs on Pittsburgh as we always mention. We'll keep tabs on teams. We'll definitely keep tabs on Pittsburgh because we don't we don't know what's gonna happen there. But going into my golden plunger. I'm going to give this one to the Ottawa Senators. And yeah, we all knew the Ottawa Senators were going to be bad. Do we think we were going to, they were going to be this bad with all the moves, no. all the positive moves, to be honest, because all the people they brought in were better than the guys they already had. So in doing that, they're one and six, one, six and one on the season. Since the first game of the season for them, they won against the Leafs. That was just terrible, but they've lost seven straight since then. Like, I can't even, like, put that in. Like, I know they're bad. They're not this bad. Like, their team's not this bad. But, like, Murray has been, ugh, like, that. that's good. who you signed a four-year contract with, and you're stuck with them for four years? Good luck. And what else? They've lost what? I think they play Vancouver tonight again, I believe. And they've lost. Um, or they already played them three times. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I think they played Irving. Yeah, someone. Hold on. I don't know. They play um, the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow because Edmonton's okay. on a back-to-back. But they had three goals, four, against the Canucks in three games. Yep. And they got like, – what was what was the scores of those games? I think it was like 7-1, 5-1, 4-1. Yep. And then Montreal rolled into Vancouver last week and smacked the Vancouver Canucks around. Canucks fans thought the sky was falling. They just destroy Ottawa, and all of a sudden, everything's okay. It's like, Ottawa looks brutal. Like like you said, like 
they're like everyone knew they were going to finish last in the division. Like no one else could say that they were going to finish no higher than seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they look like an AHL team. Like they're yeah. getting destroyed every night. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it is destroyed because like I'm just still trying to process three goals in three games. Like really, and then you just had the Montreal Canadiens walk in there and beat the shit out of them. Like I'm not saying. Uh, Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens are the, the same level of the Ottawa Senators, but like three goals, like really, three, like yeah, you have Kachuk, you have Shabbat, and you just put up three goals. Like that's pretty disappointing. But and it's not like Vancouver's got like all world defense and goaltending. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Not even close. Exactly, but speak, like this division is going to be. I feel like that. Like we're just going to get teams who, let's say they have like a two game uh, set versus another team, they're going to win two games. And then that team who they won against the two game set, so the, the other team who goes 0 and 2 is going to upset a team that the other team lost to who just went into their town, if that makes sense. Like Ottawa, they lost three games versus them. The Montreal Canadiens beat the shit of the Vancouver Canucks. Like, there's yeah. just going to be a teeter totter factor in this division. But yeah, Senators are not looking good. But we all knew that. I don't think they're going to be on this plunger again because you can't get worse from this. But. That's my golden plunger of the week. But with going to what you say, we don't have one this week because really there wasn't anything juicy, let's be honest here. I mean, Kachuk's post-game comments about the Leafs, like, oh, that's just a classic move blaming me. But there's nothing from what you say. We get into right into the Battle of the Buds. So you went 1-2 and two this week. I went 2-1. and one. That brings our total records to, I believe you're 3-3. Three and three. You won two last week. I deleted the thing by accident, so I don't remember what you were at. Yeah, I was two and one last week. Okay, so that makes sense. So you're three and three now. I'm five and one on the season. So I got the kit, uh, the Golden Knights versus the Coyotes right last uh, last week. The Stars and the Red Wings. I got that right, and then I got the Ducks going into the Yotes Town, and I got that wrong. And then you can mention your losses and wins. So uh, Avalanche lost to the Ducks, which was just stupid. Also, another thing we didn't talk about, like Colorado has not looked impressive at all so far this year. Yeah. They're they're five and three. They've had some big wins, but then they lose versus like LA and Anaheim. Like <laughs> they blow leads versus them. Like what the hell? Yeah, like, I don't know. They haven't like they've again they've looked fine, but not even close to like how I thought. They, like I thought they would destroy the Kings and like the Ducks. It's like they lose to them. Like what? Yeah, they're and yeah they're five and three. Yeah. yeah. Um. So whatever they lost, and then the Predators at the the Blackhawks at the Predators. I picked the Predators. They won, and then Panthers at Blue Jackets. That one was like a fifty fifty. The Panthers lost, I think, in shootout. Was yes. that the Texier goal? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got <laughs> that goal was nasty. Um, but yeah, so Blue Jackets uh won there. So my want to get into our picks for this. Yeah, week? you go first. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm currently three and three. So I'm already behind the eight ball. Uh, so I have Bruins at Capitals tonight. So I'm picking the Bruins because Pasternak's back, and I think he's honestly gonna. I think he's gonna score. I don't know how many points he'll get, but I think he's just really ready to play. And like Boston's already rolling. So mm-hmm. even though the Capitals haven't lost in regulation yet, what like Montreal, but they might lose in regulation tonight. So I'll have the Bruins in Washington, and then the Flames visit the Jets. The Flames are reeling right now. Like they could ease, they could win tonight, and the, everything could be different, but. I think they're going to be playing on a... No, not a back-to-back. They're just going to be visiting the Jets. I have the Jets at home. The Wasp probably not going to be playing yet anyways, but I'll help mm-hmm. them at home because they've been playing pretty good. And then the Stars visiting the Blue Jackets. This one I'm just doing because I like picking hard picks. So 
but I have the Blue Jackets winning at home because I think Line A will be in the lineup for this because of the quarantine rules is different. Yeah. Um, he, I'm 95% sure he'll be in the lineup for this game. That's on February 4th. And I have the Blue Jackets at home. Yeah, and then going to my side, I am picking the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are, I believe, playing tomorrow night versus the Rangers, and they go into New York, so I'm going to pick them in that game. Then I'm picking the Blues, who are home to the Coyotes on February 2nd, and then I'm going to pick the Lightning, who are host to the Red Wings on the February 3rd, so not very... Uh, it should be kind of two slam dunks kind of there, but... I'm picking the Penguins. Hopefully they uh, get some rolling wins on here, boys. Like, don't want to see Crosby and Malkin disappoint. So those are my three games. I'm 5-1 on the year. And then um, I guess a hot take for the week. Do you have one? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I have one. All I was right. going to put it in our notes, but I have I have one. Because I think this is, like, inevitable. Mm-hmm. So my, hot, my spicy meatball and my hot take of the week is regarding the New York Rangers, I know they won Thursday. Lafreniere finally got his first NHL goal. I forgot to mention that earlier. A nice a nice OT two-on-one winner. So good for him. Finally got on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. But the Rangers overall have disappointed big time. And it's, it's both in their lineups that coach Dan Quinn puts together and their, their D and goaltending situation right now. So my hot take of the week is that Dan Quinn, so the head coach of the New York Rangers, will be fired before the end of the season if the Rangers continue to disappoint based on, like, expectations. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there. Yeah, like like you said, the expectations were high. I mean, first of all, <clears throat> last year you signed Panarin. That's already just making the expectation bar higher. And then you get Lafreniere as the first overall pick. You lose Lundqvist, yes, but... You had high hopes on Chesterkin as well. You got some defensemen. You got some forwards. They're in 30th place in the whole entire league. I know they have two wins. Lafreniere, that story's great. He scored his first NHL goal. Congrats. But they're 30th in the league. Like, I don't think they're going to continue like this at all. But at the end of the season, if they keep going like this, they keep disappointing, yes, he will be fired because you can't be, like, second last in the league. Like, come on. You have such a good team there. And... Zabinijad, I believe, has like two points on the year. Like, that's just disappointing. Yeah. I mean, no one was expecting to score like 41 goals in like 55 games like he did last year or something like that. But even like their defense, like Truba, like he looks bad and he has a big ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Like, by far their best defenseman is like Adam Fox. Oh, yeah. Who's like one of their youngest D. And then like they have like Brian Lindgren, who's been okay. And then Keandre Miller, who's a rookie. Yeah. Like, they have a young decor, but then you have Jack Johnson, who's a pylon, personified. Truba has not been even close to what he was in Winnipeg in New York, nope. even though he was crying to get to New York, but anyways. <laughs> and they just they just look lost in D-zone. Like, first Buffalo, like, some goals, it's like, what are you doing sometimes? I don't know if that's coaching, like, systems and stuff, but, like, defensively, and then, like, Shosturkin uh, and Gorgiev haven't been great, not even close to good for them to win games either like they're getting they're not getting they're not bailing out like the defense which doesn't help yeah so i i don't see them going like this all year but like some of the teams that are ahead of them chicago detroit the devils buffalo like that's just that's that's bad yeah like that's just bad and last year last week they were tied with the auto centers for last so yeah literally by thursday like thursday of this week they were tied and they won in overtime like that's not gonna get it done (laughs) no not at all but 
I don't think they're going to stay like that, but if they do, he will be fired. So, I agree. All right. I think that's it from uh, this episode, episode three of season two. I know you just wrote an article on the power rankings. Do you have any uh, anything else in store for us this week that I should be looking out for? So maybe uh, next week, in addition to the power rankings that I do, I'm going to have the grit grinder of the week. And it's going <laughs> to basically be um, basically picking a random player who kind of like went off during like a set of games, like maybe five games. I'll pick a five game sample size. This guy, like say a random guy had like yeah. five points, six points or like four goals or something. And then I'll do a write up on like the background, like where he was drafted, like past seasons and stuff like that. So I'm going to start doing that series. I just kind of wanted to wait to see like how the season kind of started. I already have one guy in mind that I'm going to do it on for the Ooh. first uh, one. You could make your guesses. I'm not going to say here, but you can make your guesses but you might be you might not be surprised on who I pick, but keep a lookout for that. Yeah, and then with me, just every week, uh, fantasy players of the week top three. We're in deep fantasy leagues. I know me and you, Joe. But if anyone else is listening that's in a league, you're gonna want to look out for this article and kind of see who's uh, been good for the last couple of weeks. So that's it for me. That's it from you. N10 will be back next Saturday. Join us. Woo!